society always be aware of your surroundings. They are among us. They always have been. The true criminal minds, killers, evil, and some are monsters. Welcome to True Criminal Minds with Douglas Boyd. True Criminal Minds gives you the stories of the most notorious and the most vile among us. We do not cheer them. Rather, we expose their evil. We do always advocate, lift up, and pray for their victims. Welcome to True Criminal Minds. Welcome to True Criminal Minds. I am your host, Douglas Boyd. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to it. We're on Spotify, iTunes, just anywhere that you can get a podcast, we are there. I want to warn you today, please don't let your children listen to this podcast. It's very explicit. We talk about some things that children just don't need to hear. But today is the humdinger. Um, this is disturbing. We are going to be talking about one of the most bizarre individuals that has ever walked the face of this earth. This is going to be an incredible podcast, and uh, stay tuned for it, man. It's going to be, I'm telling you now, buckle your seatbelt, hold on to your seat, because this one is going to be a wild ride. All right, let's jump into it today. Why don't we? Today, we talk about one of the most disturbed individuals that has ever lived. Today, on True Criminal Minds, we talk about Ed Gein. After you listen to this podcast, I would invite you to do some personal study on it. But please, if you get upset easy, do not look at the photos. I'm just warning you ahead of time. Ed Gein is the very essence of a crazed lunatic. I mean, a crazed lunatic. This man wasn't just a killer, but he was completely, 100% certifiably insane. Friends of Ed Gein said after they found out about his twisted life that there were two Ed Geins. The good old boy that wouldn't hurt a fly and the maniac who dug up dead bodies and made freaking furniture out of them. Have you ever wondered where Silence of the Lambs got the idea of skinning women to make a bodysuit? The answer is Ed Gein. Yes, he did that. When authorities searched the house of Ed Gein, they found things like salad bowls made out of the top of human skulls, chairs with coverings of human skin. We want to think that someone like Ed Gein could not exist, but sadly and horrifyingly, they do. Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Bates in the movie Psycho, Silence of the Lambs all borrowed things from the Ed Gein story. Ed Gein's horrific crimes were committed against both the living and the dead. 
The sickening depravity of this man is absolutely unthinkable. Ed Gein had a mind of bizarre, twisted darkness. Insanity is putting it lightly. I even wonder at times if this man was actually demon-possessed. The year was 1957. Bernice Warden ran a hardware store in Plainfield, Wisconsin, a little small community full of just good people. A lot of the people were hunters and deer season had started and that was an exciting time for the people in this community. Most of the men of the town were out hunting in the woods that day. Later in the day, people noticed that Bernice Warden was not around her store, which was very strange. And people wondered why it was now the afternoon and the store was still locked. Just didn't make sense. Didn't make any sense at all, especially if you knew Bernice. Bernice Warden's son came back from his own deer hunting to find the family store locked. And once he entered the store, it was a mess. And to his horror, there was blood all over the floor. The son immediately called authorities and alerted them to the strange scene and told the authorities that Ed Gein had been frequenting the store being strange as usual and Ed Gein lived in an isolated farmhouse outside of town. The perfect place for an insane lunatic. Most of the town viewed Ed Gein as an odd, maybe a little bit strange, maybe even a little bit crazy person but certainly not capable of murder. That evening, Sheriff Arch Schley headed out to Ed Gein's farm, accompanied by a deputy. As Sheriff Schley pulled up to the creepy old house, it looked empty. They went to the door and it was locked. The officers noticed what looked to be a barn over next to the house, a barn-like woodshed located on the property. So they decided to take a look, it was creepy. It was dark, it was cold, and something wasn't right. They felt an incredible uneasiness. With flashlights leading the way, they entered the barn. As they traversed their way into the darkness, one of the lawmen felt something bump into his shoulder. Yeah, you know where I'm going, don't you? As he trained his flashlight onto what bumped into him, he was in no way prepared for the horror that met his eyes. There, hanging in the barn, was the body of Bernice Warden. Bernice Warden was hanging upside down from the raptors, hanging like a deer, like wild game. Bernice Warden was beheaded and she had been gutted like an animal. The horror show was just beginning. Ed Gein had went into the hardware store and shot Bernice Warden in the head and then transported her to his house. Ed Gein was arrested and taken into custody. Inside the home of Ed Gein was a scene too sickening and depraved to even think about or even believe. Ed Gein's house was in a state of squalor and shambles, and the stench was horrible. Years upon years of trash littered the home. In plain sight, scattered throughout the house, was a disgusting array of human remains. The police investigators were horrified beyond belief. Bowls made of human skulls, a necklace 
with trinkets of human nipples lining the necklace. Lampshade made of a woman's lips, of women's lips. Lampshades, chairs upholstered with skin, face masks. Ed Gein filleted the faces of people and made masks of them. These masks were hung on the wall as decorations. But finally, an officer noticed a brown paper bag. Inside, he found a chunk of human hair, and then he pulled something out of the bag. And to his horror, inside was a woman's face. The police recognized the woman. It was a local bar owner named Mary Hogan. She had been missing for three years. Not long after this, Ed Gein began to talk. Police assumed that Gein had murdered many people, but Ed Gein confessed to only killing two people. That's very unlikely. So what about all of these body parts? Where did he get these body parts? According to Gein, the rest of the bodies were dug up and stolen from local cemeteries. The people of this small community were shocked and dismayed to know that Ed Gein did this. Sure, he seemed odd and a little crazy, but murder? Grave robbing? Doing the unthinkable to corpses? It is said that Ed Gein and his mother had a bizarre relationship, and that's where the movie Psycho came up with the Norman Bates character. Ed Gein's mother, Augusta Gein, had been dead for 12 years when Ed's grisly crimes were discovered. Back to authorities searching the house. As they went through the chamber of horrors in the dark. Yeah, I might add, they were in the dark. The house had no electricity. They came to a door. As they entered the room, the condition of the room was totally opposite from the rest of the house. The room was clean. The room was pristine in perfect condition. This was the bedroom of Augusta Gein, Ed Gein's mother. The room was a tribute or a shrine to Gein's mother. A psychiatric evaluation was given and they began to see into the twisted criminal mind of Ed Gein. Experts said that Ed Gein was terrified of the outside world, terrified of outside contact, and especially of women. So to have companionship, Ed Gein dug up human bodies. Ed Gein admitted that he would follow local obituaries and raid different cemeteries in the middle of the night. Gein substituted dead bodies and had activities with them, substituted for his mother, Activities that he would normally have with his mother. Mother was gone. Ed was lonely. And the dead would do to his warped and twisted mind. More gruesome finds in the Gein farmhouse was a vest made from the skin of a woman. There were leggings made from skin. And yes, Ed Gein wore the skin suit. He would even attach a vagina to himself and pretend that he was a woman. Eventually, over time, violating the dead corpses was not enough. Gein wanted more. Ed Gein started hanging out at Hogan's Tavern, owned by Mary Hogan. Ed Gein may have fantasized similarities between Mary Hogan and his mother. 
On December the 8th, 1954, a local stopped at the tavern to pick up some ice cream, and as he entered, he saw overturned chairs and blood all over the floor. Mary Hogan was missing. No one ever suspected that Ed Gein could have done this, despite the fact that he confessed. Yes, you heard that right. Ed Gein confessed. When people asked in front of Ed Gein about Mary Hogan, where she could be, what may have happened to her, Ed Gein spoke up and he said, Oh, she's out at my place. Everyone was like, Oh, Ed, stop it. Jeez, man, cut it out. And he said, No, she's out at my place. I've got her. And no one thought anything about it. They thought, Oh, it's just Ed being stupid. But on the night of November the 16th, 1957, police would find Mary Hogan's face in a paper bag. Was Ed Gein pretending that Mary Hogan was his mother? Or maybe his bride? We will never know. Ed Gein was found unfit to stand trial. He was placed in a mental health facility. How would you like to have worked at that mental health facility knowing what Ed Gein had done? How would you like to be his nurse? Gein was eventually found guilty of murder, but also found to be legally insane and placed in a psychiatric institution. On July the 26th, 1984, at the age of 77, Ed Gein died of respiratory failure while at the Mendota Mental Health Institution. Now let's backtrack a little to what authorities found at the Gein house. Up until now, we've not given you the full list. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking there's more? Yes, there's more. Some of the pictures of this stuff are online, and but I'm warning you, if you don't... If you can't look at horrifying things, don't look. Just don't go there. Here is the list of what was found at Ed Gaines' house. Whole human bones and fragments. A trash basket full of human skin. Human skin covering furniture. Skulls on his bedposts. Female skulls with the tops cut off. Bowls made of skulls human skin suit aka buffalo bill mass made with human facial skin mary hogan's face and hair mary hogan's skull in a box bernice warden's head was found in a sack bernice warden's heart was found in a bag by the stove. Gee, I wonder what he was going to do there. Nine vaginas were found in a shoebox. A young girl's dress and two vaginas from girls that were estimated to be 15 years old. And I would add that most of the graves that he robbed were older, middle-aged women. You have to wonder if he had murdered these two young girls. There was a belt made from female nipples. Four noses were found. A pair of lips on a window shade with a drawstring, a drawstring attached to it. A lampshade made from, made from human faces. Fingernails from female fingers. 
Ed Gein stated that all of the women who he had dug up reminded him of his mother, and he wanted their companionship. Ed Gein took authorities to the graves that he robbed, and sure enough, they were indeed empty. Ed Gein was eventually suspected of other crimes, including the 1953 disappearance of a woman named Evelyn Hartley. Now listen to this. One of the investigators on Ed Gein's crimes was the sheriff who went out to the farm that night, Art Schley. Sheriff Art Schley was so traumatized by what he saw at Ed Gein's farm and the crimes that he had committed that he died of heart failure at the young age of 43. Sheriff Art Schley was also a victim of Ed Gein. Ed Gein goes beyond just having a true criminal mind. It's a level of human depravity that is unimaginable, unthinkable. And we can only guess what may have turned this man into what he became. But Ed Gein was not what we call a true criminal mind. Ed Gein was the very essence of true insanity and evil. Absolutely bizarre. The story of Ed Gein. Thank you for joining us today on True Criminal Minds. I am your host, Douglas Boyd. Man, this one was almost too much for me to even look at. Absolutely bizarre. I am your host, Douglas Boyd, and if you enjoy this podcast, if you hear, like hearing these stories of true criminal minds, please subscribe to the podcast, invite your friends that might like the show. We'll see you next time on True Criminal Minds.